You are listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 388. In this episode, I talk to Celine Da Costa about how you need to pivot your content in the age of COVID. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today, I speak with Celine Da Costa, a writer and story strategist who helps high-profile entrepreneurs create powerful and captivating stories. She has been featured in publications like Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Business Insider, has told her story on the TEDx stage, and has visited over 60 countries while running her online business. In this episode, we talk about how you need to pivot your content in the age of COVID. Summer is the perfect time to prepare for the fall. This week, I'm starting a new sprint inside my Momentum Group Coaching and Accountability Program. Most online entrepreneurs plan and prepare their launches too late or just a couple of weeks before they want to launch. With this new 60-day sprint, our Momentum members will create a runway so their launches can take off in the fall. I call it the runway sprint. I have always had a runway in my launches and this is the first time I break down exactly what you need to do to have a multiple six and seven figure launch. I'm so excited to see everyone in Momentum and my other programs, VIP and Red Circle, take off in the fall with a great runway. If you are making money in your online business already, but not yet at $20,000 a month, then Momentum might be something for you. Go to the show notes at signal.com forward slash 388, where you will find out more about Momentum, plus all the links to Celine Da Costa. I am so excited to be here with Celine Da Costa and talk about how you need to pivot your content in the age of COVID. Celine, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. As I said to you before I hit the record button, it's so unusual for me to be recording here early in the morning. And that's because you are somewhere else in the world. Where are you now? I'm currently writing it out in Bali, Indonesia. So did you go there because of what's happening or were you already based there? So I've been uh, flirting with Bali for four years now, coming in, coming out as I've been traveling almost full time for the past four years. And I increasingly come more and more here. And then I arrived here in February and then COVID hit. And I was like, you know what? I think I'll just stay here for now. <laughs> yes. I think that was a wise choice. How has Bali been around uh, Corona? Have there been many cases? Actually, no, at least not the, that we know of. I mean, as you know, sometimes different governments tell you different things, but uh, it's been quite uh, relaxed here. Obviously, there's been social distancing, not necessarily quarantine, but um, there doesn't seem to be too many cases, at least that we know of on the island. So it's been, uh, you know, despite even with the social distancing, you get to go outside and, and enjoy the sunshine. So I can't complain. 
Oh, you're making us, you're making us jealous. <laughs> so I want to know more about you. I want my listeners to know more about you before we dive into the actual topic of the episode. Besides you uh, being in Bali right now, that's obviously not uh, where you come from. And uh, how come this topic, give us the whole story. Yes, you, I know and you mentioned despite where I come from. It's going to be a shocker to a lot of you listening that uh, I'm actually originally from Italy. I'm not from the U.S. However, I immigrated to the U.S. when I was a child, and that is where the story begins. I uh, grew up as an immigrant in America, and uh, a big, big part of my upbringing was that classic, hey, you're here, now work for the American dream go work super, super hard, make it to corporate, climb the corporate ladder, prove yourself to the world that you are American, you know? And, and so I grew up with this, this big expectation of me and who I had to become. And I, I ended up, you know, going into, into corporate and uh, working extremely hard for me to, to become this version of who others wanted me to be. And I hit corporate and I'm sure you know where this is going. I started uh, to work for this big agency in New York City and I had the life. I was living in Manhattan in this fancy job, working super hard, doing everything that for years and years and years I worked hard to. And I felt miserable, completely empty, uh, no sense of purpose, uh, lost because I realized that I'd spent so many years working towards an identity that I never signed up for, for a dream that wasn't mine. And so long story short, I hit, uh, I hit a moment, I had a crisis moment where all these things started happening in my life where uh, my grandfather died and then I got broken up with on my birthday and I didn't get a promotion I wanted and my rent like went up 30%. And over the course of a couple of months, I just hit a boiling point when I said, no, I cannot live another day like this. My life changes now. I have to. Things have to change. And that's it. I made that decision. Nine months later, I was on a one-way ticket to Europe and I created a social experiment, a project where I challenged myself to circumnavigate the globe by couch surfing never using the website, only human connection. So similar to Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, I, know, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but the, that theory that you're connected to everyone on the planet by Six Degrees, I tested that theory. And I spent a year uh, sleeping in the homes of strangers around the world, over 100 people in over 20 countries. And that is what takes us, that was a, the first chapter of this new story that takes me to where I am today sitting with you, which is my biggest insight that I tapped into that year traveling abroad, staying in the homes of people all around the world, is that every single person on the planet, I can say this with conviction, I've interviewed hundreds of people all around the world, every single person on the planet has a story to tell, and how you choose to tell that story changes your reality and your circumstances. And so that was the insight that I took to start my business around brand story coaching, around helping people tap into their true, authentic story, get really clear on who it is that they are, who they want to be, and then turn that story, articulate it into a powerful brand and a message that gets you results in your business, that gets you more income, visibility, reach, and helps people get on board with your mission. 
And that all came from this decision of saying no to a story that I wasn't aligned with, designing my own story, my own life that I wanted to live, and then seeing the results that come from tapping into the power of storytelling firsthand. And now that's what I do for others. So you discovered this by couch surfing. How, how, how did that epiphany come about? Is this because you stayed with different people in their homes? And then as you stayed with them, you obviously heard some stories. You listened to their story. You shared your story. Was there a particular moment where you say, I, I'm onto something here? Yes. So that's a very good question. Um, when I was in New York City, I was already working in a brand as a brand strategist. So I already had this, this background in branding, social media, getting yourself out there. So when I decided to do this, this project, type A me, you know, I'm very ambitious, career oriented. It was so hard for me to quit everything I'd worked years and years and years for to just kind of jump into the abyss. And so what I said to myself is, I'm going to create a plan, a strategy, even if I, I have no idea where this is going to take me, I still want to make something of this project. And so from the very beginning, I packaged this project as like, this is the story that I want to tell. And so there was a, a um, I decided that as I was traveling the world, I would tell every single day on social media, I would tell a story either around what I was doing or the people that I was meeting. And so every single day, my goal was to either share a story. I, I was using Instagram mainly. And, and, you know, back in the day, well, I say back in the day, like four years ago, people were not doing long form Instagram captions. And I was one of the people that was really telling long stories on Instagram, even though people were like, no one's going to read that. And so I started to tell every single day a story around a farmer I met in Myanmar, my host in Greece, uh, you know, something interesting that I learned about somebody I met in Indonesia. And I would just start telling a story either about that or my own journey and what I was feeling. And I realized people were so responsive and like so involved in my journey. And, you know, I had publications approach me, including Forbes, asking me to document my story. And it just started to, to essentially become this uh, momentum, this domino effect where the more I would tell stories, the more people would approach me and ask me to tell more stories. And that's when I realized there's something really powerful about storytelling. It instantly captures people's attention. It gets them engaged. It makes them completely involved. Everyone wanted to know where I was going next, what I was doing next. And it's a powerful way to capture attention. And the more I did this, the more I would talk to my hosts uh, and see what stories they had to tell. And I was like, wow, everybody has stories that they can share. And when they share them, it, it's, it creates an entire movement. So that's how I tapped into that. Oh, that's beautiful. I also love it, actually, in Michelle Obama's book that she ends the book with reminding the readers that everyone has a story worth sharing. So that sounds like a similar philosophy that even if you don't think you have a story, everyone's got a story. Does everyone know how to tell their story, though? Oh, no. That's why I exist. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. And I believe this is, you know, my mission is to help people, is to be that bridge to, to give people the tools and resources to go from, well, number one, problem number one is what is my story? Do I even have a story? Because so many people feel self-conscious about this. You know, my story is not interesting enough. I don't have a story that, to tell. I don't know how it connects to my business. That's a big one as well. And then even when you do have this feeling of, yes, I have a story I want to share. I know it can influence people. I know it can impact others. I know it can build a business around this. Then the second hurdle is, well, 
how do I actually take what's inside me and translate it into a clear message that impacts people and gets me results? So for sure, it's a, it's this, it's a two way hurdle for a lot of people. Yeah. I have currently program going on and I'm asking people to tell a story in an email. And it's interesting how a lot of people who are not used to this go into a lot too much detail where the, the, the reader or the listener would get lost. What, what do you feel is the essence about a good story? Mm. The essence of a good story, and this is something I teach my clients over and over again, is you need to start with why. So the reason why people are getting lost in the details is because they're not paying attention to the big picture story, at least, you know, when it comes to building a brand and building a business, it's not just about saying whatever's on your mind and whatever it is that you need to say and blah, blah, blahing all over the place about yourself and about your life, but rather starting with the end and asking yourself, okay, what is the story? What, it, what is it meant to do? What is the intention behind the story? Where am I trying to take people? Who am I trying to take? And what is the transformation as a result of the story? When you start with the end and, you know, for an entrepreneur, it would be, this is the product that I'm selling. This is the mission that I'm spreading. These are the people I want to serve. When you start with that, it becomes very clear when you're sharing your story, what details need to go away and which ones need to be brought to the forefront, because what you actually share needs to serve that end goal. Mm, that makes absolute sense. So let's dive into what kind of content people should be sharing or what is the message around COVID? Like what, what has changed now? What do people need to put out there so that it actually makes sense and uh, speaks to their audience at this time? Yes. So what has changed now is uh, a little bit less now, but a few months ago, especially this whole thing shebang happened and everyone's panicking and essentially projecting all over the internet. So what I observed uh, definitely a few months ago, still happening to a certain extent is people being like, oh, I have to react to this. I have to respond. And so they just start blasting things online without actually thinking about the bigger picture around their business, taking a step back and being like, okay, how does this again relate to my why and my vision and the people I'm trying to serve, but rather just trying to get their foot in the door so that they can say something and not fall behind. And a lot of just copying and people just kind of like, uh, the vision I had in my head is kind of like you're running towards something and everyone's just climbing on top of each other. And so it just creates this big mess that people have been involved with. And so there's been different ways that entrepreneurs have been responding to this. Either they're joining in and they're just throwing more crap into the pile or they're completely quiet and they're like, okay, I'm not going to say anything and hope this is going to pass. Hope this is not going to, nobody's going to notice this. Or they feel frozen or they feel frustrated and angry. Like, oh, why is this happening? I was just having such a great month in business and now this is happening. Or they're projecting their own crap all over the internet. You know, their own things that they're going through without actually go processing their emotion first. And instead of processing their emotion and their triggers, they're just vomiting all over the internet as opposed to coming at it from a place of, hey, I'm going through these emotions. My audience is going through these emotions. How can I show up as a leader in my space? So that is what I've noticed that is happening. The shift that needs to happen is you need to come back to yourself. And I know it sounds so simple, but it really is. There's a lot of chaos coming out there, a lot of reacting and not a lot of responding. So when it comes to your messaging, the first thing that needs to happen and you need to come back to your bigger why and your bigger vision. Why are you doing this? 
Why is your business? Why does your business exist? Why do you get out of bed in the morning? What's the bigger purpose of what you're doing? And what is it during this time and beyond that you want to create for your ideal audience? Taking a step back and actually digging within and understanding what's the bigger why. And once you get clear on the bigger why, then you need to ask yourself the second question, which is what is the content that is going to serve my audience right now that is still serving my why, but is also not blind to the events that are happening? So look at COVID, you know, looking at COVID, obviously. It's a big thing that's happening. It's, it's, I would say, a bigger hurdle than many, many business owners have been facing for a long time. However, rather than just jumping into this and making it super like, almost like feeding into the drama, take a step back and everything, like this stuff happens. Things happen. Challenges happen in a business and we all happen to be facing a pretty big thing, big change. So now taking a step back, this is testing how you handle conflict. What is the bigger message that you want to share? And how do you need to show up? So I can go deeper into that, but I didn't want to. Yes. Well, (laughs) we love to go deep. We need (laughs) step-by-step. Yes. Yes. So step number one, as I said, is really reconnecting to your why. Step number two is understanding, is asking yourself, what does your audience need right now? So there's a hint of what's, what, what followers, like your followers and your tribe is aching for right now. This is pretty universal. What people need right now is comfort. They need direction. They need vulnerability. So your stories around your like 100K months or like, you know, hiking, like, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro and, and going on crazy adventures and vacations those stories were inspirational when people believed that it was real for them. When it was something that, oh, wow, I love that you know, you're going on this amazing vacation and I'm going to get there someday, but not right now. But right now, these big, big, big stories, they feel like almost untouchable by people because right now people are very focused on survival mode. Like, how do I take care of my kids at home? Uh, how do I just keep my business floating? Like, how do I not go crazy and like not want to strangle my partner? So people's problems on a global level right now, your audience's problems have gotten uh, more, I don't want to say smaller because the problem isn't smaller, but it's shifted. The nature of the problem has shifted. So when you're showing up and you're talking about content, what you need to be doing is showing people, number one, where you're at right now. So vulnerability, uh, looking at people, for example, if you look at leaders in the industry, like uh, Jenna Kutcher comes to mind. She's talking about being at home, about uh, spending time with her kid, about the challenges she's facing at home and showing her audience what are some things you can do as well. So really bringing it back down to earth and helping people understand, I know I see the challenges you're going through right now. I'm going through these as well. Here's how I'm showing up. Here's how you can as well. Here's some some uh, a way for you to get through this. Uh, number two, comfort, short-term security. So a lot of entrepreneurs that are really thriving right now, they're offering solutions in the short term. So it might not be, you know, right now might not be the time where you're saying within two years, like learn how to build your seven-figure business, but rather how to inject some income into your business in the next 30 days. And these are the solutions you want to offer people. Things are like short-term, let me help you. Let me be there for you. The third part is brand building. 
So right now, people, not everybody might have the resources to invest in you in this moment. But what you want to do is create that connection, uh, that inspiration that, hey, here's my vision. Here's what I'm about. Here's what I'm what I want to do for you. And continuing to give your uh, your people value, whether it's in freebies or uh, lower end master classes, even your higher end products, just continuing to give, to give, to give, to your reaching out to your clients right now, involving them back into your brand story, into your bigger mission, because in six months from now, a year from now, when this passes, you're going to be the one that they remember. When they have the resources again to invest, they're going to remember the brands that gave them that hit of inspiration, that gave them guidance that showed them the way. And so that is a really powerful way if we were were to summarize it is number one, ground it, bring it back to earth and what people are going through, but do not project on others. Number two, find small ways to give people comfort, to give them that sense of vulnerability, to give them direction. And number three, continue discussing your brand story, your bigger vision, your bigger why, and pulling people into you, into your values, even if you're not seeing results come right away. So those are some three ways that could really start shifting your content. Absolutely. So what have you done in your business that, uh, if you gave us a concrete example, Yes. A couple of things. Uh, number one, I've made a shift. Uh, for those of you who might be following me on Instagram, you'll see that I have a very heavy travel account. So um, I've been traveling full time for four years now. So lots of pictures of me in beautiful places. So a big shift that I've made is I started to post content that is more at home, uh, more selfies, basically showing people, no, I'm not uh, you know, in, in Petra Jordan right now, like enjoying the monastery, but rather I am also at home and, uh, and here going through social distancing, going through some other things as you guys. So number one, there's been a shift in showing people a different part of my lifestyle. My, the nature of my stories have also changed and I'm seeing a response to that. So I'm addressing rather than ignoring it and being like, Hey guys, like go tell your story. Everything's okay. Everything's amazing. Build a perfect brand. Uh, there's been, uh, you know, frequently when I say, Hey, I woke up today and I felt like crap. And here's how I worked through it. So actually marrying, here's what I'm going through. Like I too, am going through fears. I too, am going through moments of uncertainty. Uh, I feel you, but here is how I'm processing this. And here's the techniques that I teach. So still maintaining this position of authority and this position of, Hey, I'm a leader. I'm showing up, but also being vulnerable and open instead of ignoring that I too, am going through, you know, consequences that come from COVID. So that's another thing that I've done. Uh, Other thing uh, is I've been offering, I've been creating offers to help with this. So uh, recently I ran a masterclass on how to pivot your messaging and uh, lead with heart during times of crisis. And I offered it for $97, which is, you know, one of the lowest uh, masterclass offers I've ever offered. So to really make it accessible to people and helping entrepreneurs essentially take their story and shift it. So those are three ways, three concrete, tangible ways that I've um, created a shift in my business. And I've been seeing the results as well. You know, I did take a, in, in March, it was like, whoa, what's going on? And there's a, there was a dip and now I'm seeing everything regulate and get back to normal as I'm getting in the flow of, and another thing I also did is uh, reaching out to my past clients and, and really bringing them back into my story, into my brand, um, not to offer them anything, but just to see how they were doing and to reconnect with them. So those are four ways. Yeah. Oh, I love that. 
That is fantastic. Celine, you talked about your Instagram account. You have a lot of followers on Instagram. Do you think that's mainly due to the storytelling that you started? Did it start to spike from the storytelling? 100%. That is how I built my following. It was from telling stories every day. So that con- the element that everyone tells you this, consistency, consistency, consistency. is. It was really about posting every single day. Obviously, with my brand strategy background, I knew I knew strategic tricks to, to get myself more visible. But the main ways that I uh, built my following was, number one, storytelling consistently every single day and doing it, as I mentioned before, starting with the end, with a bigger vision in mind, helping people, essentially building a community around the art of storytelling and how that can help you heal yourself and heal others. Um, the other way, I actually recently did an Instagram poll, 75% of my followers found me through publicity media. So, you know, podcasts such as these, um, I write for Forbes. So, um, people find me through my articles. They find me through the things I'm featured in. So a lot of people find me, um, through the work that I'm doing. So that's a big, big traffic generator for me, as well as the collaborations that I do, uh, with other entrepreneurs and the clients that, that I've had. So it's really a really good mix, but I would say to answer your question shortly, yes, Absolutely. It comes down to storytelling, building a tribe around that, keeping people engaged and looking out for my posts, training them to look for my posts every day. I have people message me saying, you know, I, I drink coffee and look for your post every morning. I read it as a bedtime story every night. So I've had these sorts of comments and I can see the ways that stories uh, have really been able to gel uh, my community together. How do you get into the habit of writing daily? Do you do it at the same time of day or is it like, I haven't written the story today. I have to write one before I go to bed. So there's there's two strategies for these. And the, the quote that came to mind when you said that is a famous Picasso quote, which is inspiration comes, but it has to find you working. So first of all, most days, I can't sit here and preach that every single day I wake up at 6 a.m. and I do this, but most days, the first thing I try to do is write for at least an hour. So it could be captions, it could be my book, anything really. I just sit down and I write something. And so the first step is uh, for writing is you just got to do it. <laughs> There's no easy way. And uh, trust me, as a writer, and I've written a couple books, like I've looked for easy ways and over and over again, like writers who are way more successful than me tell me sorry, Celine, but the only way to write is to write. And I'm like, okay, there's no other hack around it. But there is another thing. Is the second thing that makes it easier is setting up the conditions through which inspiration flows. And what I mean by that is doing things that are really creative, going outside, meditation, like actually giving myself space to think or not think. And what I have is a word pad um, on my iPhone. And sometimes like the, I'm posting a caption today, I woke up in the morning and I had an idea and it just flew out of me. And I wrote that caption in like five minutes as opposed to another similar length caption, which might've taken me 40 minutes. So step one is just get up and do it. Step two is every time you have an idea, just get out your phone and just write it down and then clean it up later. And that's another way that I am able to, to tell the stories, but I've trained myself through the work that I do and I teach my clients, one of the main things that I teach is just train yourself to look for stories in everything. Everything is a story. So just capture in the moment, write a few notes in your notepad. And then when you come back to it, just write something about it. So I'm such a nerd. Now I'm curious about, do you have a database for your stories? Like, because if you just put them on Instagram, you know, they're kind of like lost in space and it's going to be hard to 
find them again. And if you ever want to use them again for a book or rotate stories or whatever, like, do you have a system? So you and I have something in common. We are both nerds. <laughs> Great. Yes. Yes. I have a system. I actually have an air table um, documenting all of my um, stories. And basically I have like hashtags. Um, my team, I can't take credit for this because my brain, like basically I used to dump everything into a Word document to back up my stories. And I would just like control find. And then my team was like, no way, we can't do this. And they put everything into an air table with hashtags. And so now, um, yes, when I write something, I just tag it. And then my team, uh, you know, categorizes it for me. And it's interesting you say, you know, to find a book because I actually have already written a book of short stories and I used, uh, I essentially pulled from all my Instagram stories from when I was traveling around the world and I cleaned it up and essentially repurposed that content to publish a book. And then now I'm writing a memoir and I keep going over and over again, back into the database and pulling copy from that and reusing it. And even now, um, I, you know, I'm launching my group coaching program next month and just earlier today, before we hopped on this call, I was going through my database being like, okay, where's my content around storytelling that I can just pull and repurpose uh, for, for this email sequence this time around. So yes, I write the stories on Instagram, but it's not like I'm just shooting them down in abyss or that would be a lot of time and effort wasted, which I am efficient. I am an entrepreneur. I don't like to just shoot things down the rabbit hole and never see them again. Very good. That makes, that calms me down very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I teach, I have a system and then I teach it to my clients as well, because I don't want you guys just writing stuff and then just forgetting about it for all of eternity. That would not be fun. So now we've made people super curious about reading your story. So tell us, how do we find you online? Multiple ways to find me online. That's the fun. That's the fun part. Um, so number one, I would encourage you to visit my website. It is CelineDacosta.com. I'm going to spell this out because I'll, there's a lot of misspellings of my name. It's C E L I N N E. D-A-C-O-S-T-A.com. I have two ends of my name. Don't ask me, ask my mom. So my website has tons of resources, a blog, so you can poke around and really understand uh, what storytelling can do for you now. Another way to find me, and this is the way that I highly wink, wink, encourage, is that you come follow me on Instagram. It's at Celine DaCosta. Come see these stories yourself. Every day I'm posting inspirations, either in stories or my posts, tips, tricks to really help you as well as free resources. So come join uh, at Celine DaCosta. You can also find me, same handle. I made it super easy on Twitter, on Facebook, on all the platforms. I am the same. And uh, another thing I would love to offer your audience is a free guide for those of you who are thinking, oh gosh, I would love to share my story. I don't necessarily know or I'm clear of what makes my short story special. And even if I know what makes my story special, I'm not sure how to communicate it. If that's something that came across for you during this, this interview, what I would recommend is you go download my guide, which is how to unapologetically share your story, even if you're uncomfortable opening up. And that guide will get you started on how to get your story out there in a really powerful way and get your brand noticed. Beautiful. We'll link this all up in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining the show today, Celine, and all the best all the way to Bali. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Go to the show notes at sig.com forward slash 388, where you will find out more about Momentum, group coaching and accountability program. And if you decide to join us, you can be a part of the Runway Sprint 
this summer so that your launch takes off in the fall. In the show notes, you'll also find all the links to Celine da Costa. Thank you for listening to The Citron Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your Insta story or Instagram post using my handle Sigrun.com and the hashtag Sigrun Show. See you in the next episode.